everyone. I'm Bailey. I'm Drew. And I'm Lacey. And, and we're, we're sarcastic, sarcastic, so let's get sinister. Hello, everybody. Hello. What are we doing today? We are... Podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Is it your episode? You tell them, then. Oh, you know what? We forgot to do the reveal from the mystery mystery sound at the beginning of the month. (laughs) We could always edit a quick little clip later. We could just say it right now. Lincoln Logs. It was Lincoln Logs. Lacey was oh. playing with Lincoln Logs. Back in the episode about the eight day bride, there was a mystery sound. And it Did was it? Lincoln Logs. And to clarify, I wasn't just sitting there playing with Lincoln Logs while we recorded. I kicked them. I wasn't building. I don't know if it's better or worse that way. Why? Why? I don't think we really need. I don't think we needed to really go into detail about what you were doing with the lake and logs. I don't think anybody was that concerned. Yeah, it's like you're trying to defend yourself. I was. I definitely wasn't playing with them. It was just I kicked them. Trust me. It's it's. It was unnecessary. I think you were trying to cover something up. Bailey. So today we're doing a volume two of Common Superstition. Yay! Which you guys actually chose these last time I did the Common Superstition. I don't remember. I wrote them down. You wanted to do horseshoes, black cats, and um, knocking on wood, I believe. Ah, I remember saying knocking on wood. Yeah. I do that all the time. Okay. Well, we're going to go into all of it a little bit. Um, What do you want to start with? I want to know about Knock on Wood. Okay. All right. So we'll get into that. So hold on. Let me find my notes. Okay. So Knocking on Wood dates back to ancient pagan times. Pagan. When people believe spirits lived in trees and touching or knocking on a tree would protect them from bad luck. Um, Interesting. In the psychic community, it says knocking on wood is seen as a thank you gesture to the gods for bringing blessings and good luck. Knock on wood, or touch wood, which is the British version, has been a part of the vernacular since at least the 19th century. One theory believed people knocking on wood would chase away evil spirits or prevent them from listening in when they boast about their luck, preventing the reverse of fortune. Um, Knock on wood is a gesture on of tapping a wooden table or the doors with the knuckles, while touch wood, which is like the British version is a gesture of touching a piece of wooden furniture to your head oh yeah so we do the knuckles so we just knock yeah they're like let me get let me wood and put it on my head yeah um touch wood originates from the practice of touching a wooden crucifix for luck or as a reminder of god's presence um Touchwood originates from a schoolyard game called uh Tiggy Touchwood, in which those being pursued were safe from being tagged while touching wood. Almost so like base. Yeah, base, yeah. Okay. Um Christians have linked the practice of the wood to of the cross from Christ's crucifixion. Turkish people Turkish people. Turkish? 
often pull on one earlobe and knock on wood twice to ward off a jinx. Um, Italians say the phrase, touch iron, when trying to avoid tempting fate. Mm. So kind of just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit harder to find. Which touch iron might is probably going to relate more with like the horseshoes, which we'll do next. Um, Irish folklore says touching a tree is a way of thanking leprechauns for good luck. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cute. Kind of ties into the very first one you told us, the pagan one, where it's like there were fairies or whatever in the trees. Yeah. And they would tap on them for protection. Mm-hmm. So that's knocking on wood. Ah, thank you. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go with horseshoes. So there's a little bit more information with horseshoes. Um, horseshoes are believed to help ward off evil, evil spirits and provide good mojo for hundreds of years. Dating back to somewhere between uh, 800 and 900 AD, the story of the horseshoe has traveled over cultures and over the years. Um, how do I say this word? Chaldeans? 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 Okay. Chaldeans thought the crescent shape represented various moon goddesses, thus protecting them from the evil eye. Um, in Irish folklore, St. Dunstan. Chaldean are from are, um, are members of the ancient people who lived in Chaldea. Which is where? Um, I thought you just made that up. Hmm. Oh, interesting. It's like part of... No, that's not right. It's near e- Egypt. Oh, okay. Um, it's like Persia area. Oh, okay. So, right there. So, it's like Egypt, by the Persian Gulf. Okay. The Caspians. Cool. Mm. So, in Irish folklore, St. Dunstan, who was a blacksmith, was visited by the devil, who was demanding a set of horseshoes. He didn't, supposedly he didn't realize it was the devil immediately, but once he did, he used iron nails to secure a red hot uh, horseshoe tightly and deep in one of his hooves and the devil howled in pain which side note because I double check this with some of the vets I work with because sh- horses get shoes on all the time Yeah, getting a horseshoe nailed in doesn't hurt Yeah, yeah I just- so I don't know but whatever it was the devil it was the heat his, his pain tolerance is different yeah. so the devil begged him to remove the shoe Dunstan agreed under one condition that the devil must respect the horseshoe and never enter any place where one was hung above the door. Interesting. Um, Early horseshoes were first made of iron, which is a durable metal, but also thought to have mystical powers and with the magnetic abilities. Um, It also runs abundantly through the human body and can apparently keep fairy folk at bay. Mm. Interesting. Uh, that would explain why we don't see fairies constantly because yeah. we're just full of iron. Yep. Yeah. Um, this this next sentence is fun. So witches were believed to be so fearful of iron made horseshoes they did they decided to take flight on broomsticks instead of using horses. Same. Oh, that's so. Why. That's that's why they choose brooms, guys. Um, people thought witches would never pass through a doorway uh, with one hung hung above it. Um, people even nailed horseshoes to witches' coffins to keep them from, like, coming back out. Okay. Um. A little rude. 
another thing to like think of like while like horseshoes are lucky is horseshoes have seven holes in them to keep them in place. Seven is Ooh, widely considered yeah. a lucky number. Um, people believe that hanging horseshoes in their home could keep evil spirits and bad luck out of their homes, thus bringing them good fortune. Um, but also fun enough, people can't consistently, um, agree on how the horseshoes should hang. I was just thinking about that. I was going to ask and I was actually probably going to yeah. think about it. So both are lucky, but they mean different things. Okay. So hanging really? the horseshoe up, upwards, yeah. so like a U. Um, is to think of like keep the luck in a cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, if it's upside down, all the luck falls out. Well, so if the horseshoe is upside down, the good luck flows out to the person that passes underneath of it. Oh. So one's like a cup holding it for the house. The other one is kind of letting it go to each person that passes. Depends on how you'd like to interpret yeah. it. I like that because yeah. then you can do either way. Um. In the 1300s, travelers would carry amulets to believe to believe that it would ward off devils and witches and other mischief. So, like, this, I mean, we talked about AD for horseshoes. This is yeah. honestly, like, probably the oldest superstition I've ever come across so far. In the 1700s, sailors were very superstitious of mermaids, the great octopus, and the flying Dutchman. Um, there was a famous sailor named Admiral Nelson who won many battles... With the protection of his horseshoe. Yes. Or maybe That's he was why just he really good. No. Okay. It was the horseshoe. Okay. I just would like to know which way he hung his horseshoe because that's how I will hang my horseshoe. I don't know. So if you could follow up with that later. I'll, you know, I'll give him a call. I was going to say, why don't you just send him a letter? I'll DM him. Um, in, 19, in the 1920s, horseshoe throwing became popular. Oh, yeah. I about that. This is in case no, anyone doesn't know. I did. I forgot that that, I didn't know that that was related. Yeah. Um, If anyone doesn't know, it's a sport in which the horseshoe is thrown around an iron stake that is stuck in the ground. I don't really know the rules, and I don't think I've ever actually, like, played. There are no rules. I assumed it was similar to Quake. No, there are. It's like cornhole. If you get it on the, if you you get it on the ring, it's like getting it in the hole. Okay. And then if you get it, like, near it, I think, or, like, halfway on the ring, or, like, mm-hmm. not full, like, a ringer is max points. Mm-hmm. But then if, I think if you're, like, touching the pole, it's good. It's, it's like, cornhole. Okay. In that kind of respect. I prefer cornhole. Same. Because you know the rules. No, it's just more fun. Oh, all right. Well, have you really? I think, I think horseshoes is pretty hard. Yeah. I feel like it's hard. So I think that you're right in that it's fun because... It's easy. Well, it's easier. Mm. It's not fun if you can't win. Not the way my in-laws play it. How did I play it? Let's move on. Um, In the 1960s, it was rumored that a Russian astronaut smuggled a horseshoe on board for his first space flight. I know. Um, and last thing about horseshoes, uh, Elvis actually wore a horseshoe-shaped ring for good luck. Oh. So they're still very much used... At least until the 1960s when he died. <laughs> when the luck ran out. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't he wearing it He turned that, that ring around. Mm. Alright, so that was the horseshoes. Cool. Nice. This is actually going much faster than I thought. Actually, well, okay. So next we're going to black cats. Ooh. 
which are the cutest cats in my opinion. We call them like little like voids or like uh, shadows at work. Um, cats have been connected to humans since the world's earliest civil civilizations. Um, pretty commonly everyone shouldn't, or like I feel like most people know that like in Egypt, cats were considered divine symbols, like gods. Um, but also like other cultures other cultures thought they were uh amazing too how good um greek mythology um he hecate 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 um was a goddess she of made that up <laughs> magic sorcery the moon and witchcraft hecate was described as having a cat as both a pet and a familiar which of you don't know that much about witches, a familiar is a supernatural creature that assists a witch. Mm-hmm. You can have one in The Sims. If you're a witch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I want to play that. I need to become a witch. Um, the first written records link, link to black cats and the occult goes as far back as the 13th century when the official court, uh, sorry, when the official church document called the Vox in Rama was issued by Pope Gregory the Ninth on June thirteenth, twelve thirty three. Sorry. Wow. It's a, it's a, a little while ago. Yeah, a little bit. Um, this record claimed that black cats were in an, an incarnation of reincarnation Satan. of Satan. Yeah. Ooh. So. Um, they obviously weren't talking about calicos, or they should be. But anyway, um. Mm. Sounds like Bailey's got a thing against calicos. They are so bitchy. Um, Cats be... (laughs) At this point, cats also became thought of, like, whenever, like, you thought of witches, you thought of cats. The reason for this was, um, during medieval times, the early Christian church, this is when the Christian church was, like, starting up, um, and witches, like, spiritual witches, they actually coexisted. Um, but as the church was gaining more power, they saw witches as, like, their direct competition mm. um, in gaining the hearts and the minds of the people. So they targeted them, prosecuted, tortured, and killed witches. Uh, as we all know. And they saw black cats specifically as, like, witches' familiars. Mm. And many even believed that a black cats were reincarnated witches or messengers of witches and devils. This continued through the years as people grew to believe a black cat crossing your path may have indicated that a witch had sent her familiar to harm you. Um, As the cities grew, cat populations grew, uh, which caused them to be looked more as, like, pests. Um, They were also seen to be dark and mysterious or, like, evil in appearance as they were nocturnal, roamed the night, and with their agile movements and glowing. Is that true? They're nocturnal? Yeah. Yeah. They're glowing eyes at night. Yeah. Is that all cats or just those? All. Yeah, cats. They're obnoxious at night time. Yeah. Mine got better. When I had just my one cat, it was, he was up the entire night. Once I got two, I don't know if it's because they like played more during the day or what, but with both of them, they're not up the entire night, but yeah, they're active. We like, we can't keep Sylvia in our room because she'll like, she, I mean, she's turned off Pat's. Sleep machine. machine. Yeah, yeah. But um, fashion does it. Fun that they do that. They also yeah. like they get like zoomies and everything. Mm-hmm. So like dogs. 
Yeah. So, I'm just going to call this woman by her last name. She's okay. a, Wiccan pre- a Wiccan priestess. Right. Um, her last name is Falling Star. Oh. Um, and she says that witches honor the, the natural world, having a deep respect for plants and animals. Affection between an- humans and animals therefore began to be seen as diabolic or devilish. Mm. Um, and the old lady with her cats became seen as suspect. Of course. Which, whatever. Um, it was also believed that cats tend to exhibit disrespect to authority, which is accurate. 100%. Um, not like dogs who fawn all over their owners. I feel like it's disrespect to anything. Pretty much. Um, they have no respect. They go by their own rules. It's very much a cat's world, and we're li- just living in it. Um... Cats were also blamed for the spread of the plague um, and used as another reason to get rid of them, ironically, because... They were villainizing the cats. But, like, because they were killing cats, this fueled the spread of plague. Yeah. Because if you don't know, plague was spread by fleas that were carried by rats that were just everywhere. Killed by cats. The cats would kill if you would leave the cats alone. Yep. Mm. Um... But black cats appear in folklore of many cultures as both good and bad omens. So they can mean, depends where you're from. Um, So we're going to start with the bad omens first. Um, In 1560s, in a 1560s British legend, um, a story goes that a father and a son that were frightened by a small creature darting across their path on a moonless night. After throwing stones after the creature, they saw that it was an injured black cat darting out of a crawl space into the home of a woman. I immediately thought of... Who was suspected to be a witch. I immediately thought of Kevin Hart and the ostrich. (laughs) Why would you throw a pen at it when we don't even know what it is? When you don't even know what it is. (laughs) Immediately thought of that. Sorry. Okay. All right, continue. Um, so when the father and son saw the woman on the street the next day, the woman walked with a limp and had a bruise and bandaged face. Oh. Oh. From that day on, yeah. all black cats were suspected of being witches. Obviously, all that was that was hard evidence. His their yeah. their account yeah. impacted yes. all of it. All yeah. the cats. Oh. I don't know. I don't know why you're. Not believing this. You're right. My bad. Like, it's it's from the 1560s. This is a legend. Say this is how science works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, if a black cat walked into a room of an ill person, the person later died. It was blamed on the cats. Obviously. I mean, obviously. I thought you were just gonna stop at if a black cat walked into the person of an ill person, the person later died. I was like, wow, that is hard evidence. If that happened every time. (laughs) A plus B equals C. Yeah. Cat walked in. Person died, cat did it. It couldn't have been an illness or anything. Um, if a cat, if a black cat crossed a person's path without harming them, this indicated that the person was then protected by the devil. So if it crossed your path and you were harmed, bad luck. Yeah. But if you weren't, you're protected. I want to know how long of a time period they waited to see if there was going to be harm or not. If they're like five years down the road, you broke your leg. They're like, oh, that fucking cat. They'd be like, how'd this happen? Um, cat. A cat hit me. Back in 2010. Actually, it was the other day. Nobody can prove me otherwise. Oh. Okay. Um, but to reverse this bad luck, 
of a this uh, cat yeah. passing you. Um, it was said you should walk in a circle, then go backward across the spot where you cross paths with the cat, mm-hmm. and count to thirteen. Makes sense. It sound it's like hard evidence, guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, in the U.S. and several European countries, having a black cat walk by is considered bad luck. It could even matter what direction the black cat comes from. Mm. I didn't look up specific, like, north-south or whatever, just because it wasn't getting that specific. You didn't dive in. No, not really. Um, if a black cat turns his back on you, this is bad luck. But if a black cat greets you at the door, this brings you good luck. Which, cats, we've already covered the cats are just respectful. Yeah. I, without a doubt, they're turning their back on us. So, like, um, also fun thing. Meeting a black cat early in the morning is said to bring bad luck. But meeting them, meeting three black cats in succession is said to be good fortune. Do you think a committee sat down and was like, how many rules can we come up with yeah. in regards to black cats? It's, it's nuts. Um... But some positive omens, because oh, some countries do like cats. Scotland and Japan view black cats to represent prosperity. In uh, Britain, the wives of fishermen believed that their husbands would return safely if a black cat was kept in the house. Science, I mm-hmm. think. I don't this know. is all science. It, it's very, I mean, I've got research papers and, like, articles, like, obviously. Yeah. Um... A cat in the audience of an opening night foretells the successful success of the play. Because they write a review. <laughs> um, in the South... Sorry, did you say a black cat in the front row of a play? No, no, no. It just, just in the audience Somewhere of opening night. Oh, there. okay. They just let it into the theater and they're like, please stay and watch. So was... <laughs> was the, the... Is that why the Cats musical was so successful? Despite being terrible? Yeah, because it's all the one. Mm, I've never seen that one because it did not interest me. In the south of France, black cats bring good luck to the owners who feed them well and treat them with respect. Um, English sailors believed that keeping black cats happy would ensure fair fair weather when they went to sea. Because they control the weather. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a really fun one. Uh, First off, do you have a black cat, Lacey? No. Oh, damn it. You might need one, just in case. Okay. This ever happens. So, to cure a sty on your eyelid... Oh, no. Rub it with the tail of a black cat. <laughs> no. What do you mean? Because they drag their tails through the litter box. That's, oh. But that's medical. Oh, that's true. This is science. I yeah. Forgot. I forgot what we were doing So, here. if you ever get a sty again, find a black cat. Rub its tail on my Same eyeball. Same for you, Drew. If you get one. Find a cat. Oh, we're not getting cats. And if your well, eye you get, get one, just if get your cat. eye gets pink and inflamed afterwards, it's, it's part funny. of the process. That just means it's it chilling. means it's getting better. That's medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, in Welsh folklore, um, it depicts black cats would bring luck to a home and could even be reliable weather predictors. How? Science. You know, Punk's Twenty Phil. Similar idea. If you just pick one up, they'll whisper to you. I feel like I feel like you might have to explain, Phil. No, I want them to either know or. I was going to say in February, I had to do like. It's irrelevant, but I was reading about what Phil's like prediction was, and I was like, I wonder if other states have Puxatani Phil. I I didn't think internationally, but for other states, they have their own Phil. What? I'm pretty sure. No. Copy this. We have Punxsutawney. 
But Phil is ours. Yeah. Okay. Do they have their own Phil or do they have another animal that they call something else? You look that up. I'm going to finish the cats for a second. Um, In Germany, some believe that black cats crossing a person's path from right to left is a bad omen, but left to right brings good luck. I would never remember which one was which. Just panic. Buxitani Phil isn't the only famous groundhog. At least six other states have their own weather prognosticators. So, in New Jersey, they have Milltown Mel. I don't like Mel. Jersey can't do shit original. They also have Essex Ed. So, New Jersey has two. Oh, God. Tennessee has Chattanooga Chuck. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. West Virginia has French Creek Freddy. Oh, I, okay, I, okay. I like that one, too. New York has Staten Island Chuck. No. Massachusetts <laughs> has Miss G. Wisconsin has Jimmy the Groundhog. Ohio has Buckeye Chuck. A Staten Island Groundhog sounds like it would fuck you up. <laughs> Staten, Staten Island one. What's its name? Chuck. It should be like Staten Island Stanley or something. Yeah, no, they were like, we just want you guys to know. His name is Chuck. (laughs) Fifteen states don't celebrate Groundhog Day. Is it not a national holiday? No. Alaska, Hawaii, Oregon, Wyoming, New North Dakota, South Dakota. Which state is MN? Michigan? Minnesota. Minnesota. Kansas, Arkansas, Mississippi. South Carolina, Delaware, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Hampshire. They do not celebrate Groundhog They do not celebrate Groundhog How do they know what the weather's going to do after February? I guess just like they do rely they just on meteorologists. Close their eyes and hope for the best. Well, I'd like to point out that those states probably don't need a prediction. Hawaii and Alaska, they know what's happening. Oregon, mm, um, Kansas, Arizona, and Mississippi. Probably have a good idea what's going to happen. Vermont, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. Probably a good idea. It's going to be cold forever. Delaware is surprising. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if, like, Mississippi and them have, like, some kind of little, like, creature that predicts tornadoes. Ah. Oh, tornado Tammy. <laughs> is that just a cow? <laughs> when she lays down. Hunk her down. <laughs> We should get a Mississippi and start that. Tornado Tammy. I picture like a prairie dog popping up on the ground. Tornado! It'll be hard because tornadoes can Like, Punk's Bonnie Phil is like the whole... Like, here's what's going to happen the next six weeks. It's going to be spring or it's not. Tornadoes are just a thing that happens when they feel like... Like, I know there's a tornado window. Can I tell you? Phil and his groundhog brethren... Aren't the only animals that humans look to for weather productions. Really? From frogs to cows, the creatures mentioned here are believed to be able to forecast a coming storm or a hot day. Cows. Yeah. When they lay down. Frogs. These loud amphibians are said to croak even louder and louder than usual when bad weather is on the horizon. When you hear their volume increase, you you can assume a storm is brewing. I'm trying to sound like a newscaster. Oh, Birds. Job. Depending on how low our feathered friends are flying, we can gauge how bad the weather is going to be. It's been said that if birds are flying high, the weather is clear. But if they're flying closer to the ground, the air pressure of a storm system is causing them pain at higher altitudes. Mm. Birds like to play this game when I'm driving where they fly in front of me and try to survive. 
I feel like that, that sounds is- more. Deer like- play that game with you too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Maddie would play that game with you too. Are we? Did we finish the black cat? We are done with black cat. Okay, so this is like a bonus yeah. superstition we According added. to legend, when cows sense bad weather, they become restless and antsy and begin to swat flies with their tails. No, that's wrong. And begin to swat flies with their tails or lie down in the pasture that's to correct. save a dry spot. They lay down. Tornado Tammy! <laughs> when bees and butterflies disappear from the flower beds, you can expect some heavy weather coming your way. The folklore goes that if you're not in the, if they're not in their usual spots, Something is up. I do look out for my daily butterfly in the same spot. Mm-hmm. What's your butterfly's name? Don't worry about it. When sheep gather in a huddle, tomorrow we'll have a puddle. <laughs> sheep are sheep are often all huddled together. Although this rhyme is cute, the weather that comes with it isn't. It's believed that you can expect a storm when these animals crawl together and shield each other. Nice. Well, that was fun. Right, yeah. So that was volume two of Common Superstition. I was a, it's a short little, little guy. And we went into something else. Yeah, we, we went through a for you. Tangents. And remember, when sheep are in a huddle, tomorrow there will be a puddle. I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> Tornado Tammy, signing out. All right. That should be. Nope. That would not be a good meteorologist's name. Uh, can we stop it yeah okay Uh, so that was sinister and we were sarcastic we hope you keep listening (laughs) (laughs) 